we all know it. Radio is companionship, escape, fun, and a lot of work. These are the people behind the microphone. And the reason we do this live event every single Monday on Clubhouse, welcome to the Radio Rally on Clubhouse app. What you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing the stories of some of the most amazing people in radio and uncovering a path forward for you in your radio career right now. Today's live event will be a podcast called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and will become available after pretty close to the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. Meet our guest on the Clubhouse app live or subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a thing. The Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast and the Encouragers The Radio Rally Podcast are on Apple, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcast right now. Today is September 27th, 2021. Austin Huff is with us, uh, part of the morning show with Melissa and Austin on US 99 in Chicago. And Austin will be joined today by Becca Walls. Now, listen to all the jobs that Becca has. We were just talking about this before we began. She is the manager of audio content. I'm probably gonna get some of this wrong. She's got so many jobs. Manager audio content, manager and host with Big Machine Label Group in Nashville on-air Nashville reporter, Bud and Broadway syndicated morning show, Nashville correspondent, Sun Broadcasting Group's AmeriCountry Prep. Now, before we get started with today's guest for this live event right now on Clubhouse, don't forget coming next Monday, October the 4th. Check this out. This is going to be really cool, too. October the 4th, next Monday, Broadway Bill Lee will be here from WCBS-FM in New York City, and he'll be joined by Brooks O'Brien, APD and MD KSON, and MD of KKWF. Does that sound like fun? See our calendar, our guest calendar, uh, for events going all the way. I think we're going into November now, so you can look ahead and see the different people that are going to be on this live event and our other live event, Innovation and Audio, which is on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can get those details at RainmakerPathway.com. We have encouragement for on-air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series and even more encouragement for local sellers. We don't want to leave them out. Uh, our series for them is called Encouraging Sales Success. And of course, we've got free resources for anyone in radio today. By the way, we do not lock away anything on our site at RainmakerPathway.com the way some other consultants do. We do that because we believe in the theory of abundance. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime, see what you can get for free from our team. Please do follow the people on stage during this live event. Look around the room to see who you can connect with as well tonight because we do encourage uh, networking. We do encourage meeting other people as ways to continue the success of your career. My name is Lloyd Ford, and I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Many of the best companies in North America hire outside consultants so they don't get all their thinking internally. 
Our clients love our exclusive products like our Music Lab, which prevents music drift, our Branding Candy, which hyper-focuses your brand images for success, and our Morning Show Fame Development Coaching that puts the accent and the action in the right place to create correct audience consequences. By the way, that's ratings and revenue. If you know somebody who needs help, have them reach out, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. First thing we like to do right off the bat is check in with Heather Froglier. Uh, she is in Riverside, San Bernardino. And uh, how are you, Heather? I'm good. It's Monday, almost the end of the day. I know you like that. We'd like to get that that Monday boost from you. So listen, uh, we all know this. There are special people in our business. I don't mean like that. I mean, really special people. Uh, I believe this. Uh, I see them. They're found in just a few handfuls of radio stations. Let's call them. I'm going to call them the limited series since that's a kind of a cool term for streaming. Uh -huh. uh, th these folks have been in one radio station for 15, 20 30 years? I don't know. Long time. Yeah. What is the key to doing this? Because you are a special long timer at K-Frog. How are yeah. you doing that? Gosh, it's crazy to think. I still feel like I walked in the door yesterday, you know, as this little headbanger chick um, fresh out of college. But yeah, it's been 28 years. I think a lot of it's luck. Um, really? Oh, I think so. I think so. Well, nowadays, you know, a hundred percent of it, in my opinion, would be learning everything. I think that has, you know, made me employable because I'm right. willing to learn a lot of different uh, areas in, of the station, with the exception of engineering, because nobody knows what the hell engineering does. No they doubt, just... you feel like wait, you feel like you're talking <laughs> to people from NASA when they talk yes. to you, right? And I love my engineering team, but my God, I have no clue what any of that stuff does. Um, you know, I, I would tell anybody that's, you know, coming up in radio, learn everything, uh, make yourself valuable and irreplaceable. Um, I do think it is luck um, because mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people come and go and I, you know, sometimes have that survivor's guilt. But um, I think, you know, being good to people, being good to your community, volunteering for things, I think really... Um, says a lot about you as a person and an employee, and hopefully, you know, I've made people proud here through the last couple decades, but it's certainly right. been fun. Well, you know, it's interesting. You you say these things like, um, like they're secrets, but, but the truth is, you know, we're in a business where everybody's busy. Everybody has to do more with less. And if you're that person that's always stepping up, the person that's always helping yeah. others, the person that's always making somebody feel better, well, why wouldn't you want to keep that person around? Right, right. Right? But by the same token, you know, and everybody on this call, I'm sure, knows that, you know, it's not all fun and games all the time. And you do get burnt out, uh, which I'm sure Becky mm. and I are going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, right. Sometimes you don't feel like things are fair. Um, there's been moments in my career where, you know, I felt like, okay, I'm doing everything, but, you know, um, I'm proud of the work that I've done and um, I just love radio. So to me, you know, those, mo those few moments of getting pissed off or sad or feeling, you know, outnumbered, they pass quickly because you love what you do. And we do have a great team here and within Odyssey as well. So 
No question. And uh, so, so basically, even as great as your attitude is, Heather, sometimes you're kind of like, where my helpful person at? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, sometimes I feel like uh, <clears throat> I'm a parent here, too. Like I'm a parent at home to my daughter, you know, okay, well, you know, if nobody's going to get this done, I'm going to do it myself. You know, sometimes I get that way. That's okay. You know, just as long as you don't do it too much, then people will take advantage of you. But no, we all go through those kinds of feelings. Um, But we're all here for the same reason. We love radio. We love entertaining people. Mm. We love being uh, helpful to people in our community. So that makes it all worthwhile. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to talk about your guest this week and I should, I should say that like in a, in a salacious sort of way, like, you know, we're going to talk about your guest this week. Yes. So who is on this live event with you and what are they about? I get to talk to Becca today. And if anybody in country radio has used uh, the big machine label group prep, you can thank Becca for all of that because she gets the cool content, the great, (laughs) uh, audio bites from some of the biggest stars in country. Um, in addition, like Lloyd said earlier, she's a, a reporter with Bud and Broadway on their syndicated show um, with Sun Broadcasting. She does prep for them. I mean, Becca, just reading your bio, <laughs> and I know you, girl, um, mm. it gives me anxiety. You do a lot. Well, but I, like I said before we actually got on the air, I think that the thing that I've done that's sort of been the smartest is that I've made sure that everything in some way relates to one another. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm doing retail and running a restaurant and, you know, I, I found a way to take what I do and make it viable in several different arenas. Mm-hmm. And so content that I create, I will use it in multiple ways and information I get, I will be able to utilize it in two or three of the places that I'm working. So it, it, it that helps a lot because then once you've done the base, then you can tweak everything for whatever purpose it, it is that you need it for, for the next job and the next job. Mm-hmm. So you're like killing three birds with one stone. Pretty much. Yeah. I, well, or you know, for example, birds. yeah. I mean, you mentioned the fact that I do the big machine label group prep. Well, I having, been on the syndicated side of radio, the local side of radio, and now being the person creating that content, I know what I use when I'm doing my reports on the Bud and Broadway show. So in some ways, I'm just giving myself what I need to do that job. And then also I supply sound bites to AmeriCountry Prep. And so by doing what I'm doing for the Big Machine Label Group Prep, I'm also fulfilling what I need to get done for AmeriCountry. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of <laughs> works in tandem. And because, you know, you've been a longtime radio announcer, you always know the right questions to ask, which is great. So I highly recommend subscribing to that content um, when we get off this call today, y'all. Um, Becca, we like to start with, you know, talking about how you got your start in radio and, you know, carry us through those, those radio stations and your journey and how you got bit by the bug. Well, you know what's funny? I always say that my radio career stalked me because I never wanted to be in radio, I thought. I was going to a private college in Santa Barbara, California. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but the beauty was that I was at a four-year school where people, a lot of them already had their future vision. 
And so I wasn't just, you know, kind of meandering with other people who had no idea where they wanted to go. And I was inspired by their direction. And I was living in L.A. um, shortly after that. But while I was going to school, I heard Rick D's advertising for interns. And I always knew that I was not meant for a nine to five job, but I didn't think radio was it. But I, I was a believer that radio was closer than, say, working at The Gap. So I just decided to apply for one of those internships and basically started answering request lines because I believe they had like a million some odd listeners back in the day because this was 1991, 92. Uh And I, I really, that's what I did is I just answered phones. And then the funny thing is that Jeff Wyatt was on in the afternoons on Kiss FM in Los Angeles. And he called me one day. At this point, I had transferred to Pasadena City College. I had been interning at Kiss FM. I was paying $50 a month to park. And he said, hey, my producer is going to go take an on-air job in Bakersfield. Do you want to be my producer? And, you know, just being sort of spacey at the time, because I was, I think I was 18 or 19. I said, well, you know, I'm in school, so maybe call Allison. (laughs) (laughs) You Who was just another girl that was interning. And then I hung up the phone, and for like 10 minutes, I was like, wait, you do not get offered the afternoon producer job at Kiss FM in Los Angeles every day. (laughs) Right. So I called him back. I'm like, Jeff, please don't give the job away. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So I ended up basically dropping out of school and I started working with Jeff Wyatt and then he moved up to be the program director at Kiss FM in Los Angeles and Blair Garner who at the time was Skywalker up in New York on WPLJ he quit there drove across the country because of his no compete like he couldn't apply for a job until he got here Uh or something of that nature um We became good friends. He took over the afternoon job and they said, Becca comes with the position. She's your producer. So that's how Blair and I met. And then he came to me one day and said, hey, I'm going to start this nationally syndicated country radio show. You want to come with me? And I said, well, I don't know anything about country. Um, Sure. okay, I'll come. And so I turned on KZLA, which is kind of funny to try and listen and be like, what am I getting myself into? Uh And I'll. I remember I heard Aaron Tippin, you've got to stand for something. Clay Walker, what's it to you? And John Michael Montgomery sold. And I was like, okay, I can do this. So I became Blair's producer and his sidekick co-host, Becca the Weather Goddess, <laughs> um, <laughs> for After Midnight. That was not my choice. I did not choose that. Um, and I was with him till 1997. And then I just decided it was time to move on, which everybody, I don't know, people freaked out when I decided to leave after midnight mm-hmm. and come to Nashville. They, they thought I was crazy. And I, I just, it was time. So I went and then I showed up in, in Nashville. But the thing was, I didn't want to be in radio. I, I decided that before I got to Nashville. I was like, I'm not going to be in radio, but I'm just going to you know, see what I can figure out. I've met all these people. I've been around a lot of the stars because, you know, we pretty much got to know the publicists and the managers and the label people Uh while I was at After Midnight. So I get here 
And I start doing affiliate relations for a show called New Music Nashville. And I built it from the ground up. And I think when I left, we had like 280 affiliates. And I was still doing Nashville reports for Neil Hayslip, who at the time was working for Albright O'Malley. And so I hit the ground running once I got to Nashville being a Nashville correspondent, which basically meant I went to all the events, I went to the parties, I went to the interviews, and I funneled all the information back to Neil. And then I stopped working for him and picked up that side gig with the United Stations Radio Networks. And I was with them for eight years, all the while doing everything else on the side. Um, I had a friend who was doing sales at WKDF in Nashville, and I was broke. I was on the verge of bankruptcy. I was scraping by, and she called, and she's like, you know, they're looking for a midday person. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. I don't I don't really want to be in radio. I'm good. And <laughs> one day, I just realized that I was struggling. So I applied and by the grace of God, Wes McShay, he was the PD at the time. I did not even have a proper radio demo. I had never been a solo DJ on the radio, but he was familiar with me from After Midnight. And he said, I think you can do it. Wow. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I owe Wes a lot for having that kind of faith in me. And he hired me and I got, as you said, I mean, I, I do believe that I, there was a lot of luck involved that I stayed at WKDF from 2000 to 2016 and almost 16 years to the day, I decided it was time to explore new things. And interestingly enough, I was able to create a position with Big Machine Label Group because they actually have their own radio station. Mm-hmm. And they wanted somebody to start creating content for it. And then they said, you know, why don't you do a show every day? And then I would do things like travel to different events that we were having, like when Thomas Rhett opened for Kenny Chesney in Chicago, went out there. Um, we had a big NASCAR race with Florida Georgia Line. So I went out there. Um, and along the way, I've kind of been able to mold this position into essentially where if people need some kind of audio with our artists, mm -hmm. I do the interviews, I provide the audio, I do the show prep every week, I am running our syndicated round robins, I'm helping run satellite tours, uh, I MC if they ever need me to do that. And so just pretty much everything that I picked up in radio and that has served me well up to this point, I was able to then turn around and use it in the position I'm in now. That is crazy, <laughs> Becca. I mean, seriously. Uh, oh, and fact... so I did. Yeah, I left out that after United Stations, I stopped working for them. And my good friend Donna Hughes was doing Nashville correspondence and providing sound bites for a show prep service called AmeriCountry with Envision Radio Networks at the time. She got her job at Capitol Records, but she recommended me to Envision. And so I have worked with them since 2011, providing sound bites for their show prep service. And then I also was doing Nashville updates. It's kind of funny that Austin's on the show because I started with Bud and Broadway when they were on in St. Louis. And then 
US 99 in Chicago heard about me and they asked if I would be their correspondent and I did. So I was with them and I think I was with them for like two years. I was with Bun Broadway until they were let go for COVID, but then they started their own syndicated show and said, hey, why don't you keep doing what you're doing with us over here? So I said, sure. So for now I'm doing AmeriCountry Prep, Big Machine Label Group and the Bun Broadway show. That's what I'm and that's great. It's impressive, but it's crazy. <laughs> it, it is. But, you know, sometimes like it all just sort of falls together and, and you realize that as long as you kind of make sure you're playing in the same sandbox, that it's not as taxing as it might seem. Well, then that's a great lead into my next question. So give us one day in your life, your day to day. You wake up, you make coffee, whatever. <laughs> Well, obviously in these times, it's a lot different, but pre-COVID, I would say I would wake up maybe like seven or eight and I would pre-record my show for Big Machine Radio and then load it all into the system. And my day would essentially start, I would then head into the office and they have been very gracious at Big Machine. And it was one of the things we talked about when I got hired, that I was still free to do my side work with Envision and everybody else. Because one thing that they realized is that every artist works with every artist. And so in some way, if I'm interviewing Little Big Town, I remember I went to a press conference with them at the Ryman and then that's when they announced that they had recorded Better Man written by Taylor Swift. And so without even intending, I was able to get content that was relatable to Big Machine. And also they realized that I was working all hours of the day and night because that's just what I do. And so it, there was never a concern about are we getting our 40 hours and it wasn't interfering with anything I was doing. So they've been very nice about you know, on any given day, I might have an interview. And so I would run out and go do that. And then after I would get off with Big Machine, sometimes there would be parties or concerts and I would go and attend that. And then at night I would write my reports for Bud and Broadway and get my sound bites sent out to AmeriCountry and do it all again. <laughs> I just, every day was different. Like today I talked to Chase Rice, Wednesday I'm talking to Old Dominion. Um, I'm talking to one of our artists with Big Machine tomorrow about producing a radio special for him that's gonna be running weekly. And so I just never know, but it, it keeps it from getting boring for sure. Oh, I can imagine. Do you have any crazy stories about Rick Dees you wanna share? Um. He was just a funny guy because he never really remembered any of us that work there. And so I had a friend, she had been an intern and then was working there for like two years. And every time he saw her in the elevator banks, he would be like, well, hey, I hope you enjoyed your visit because she would always have t-shirts and stuff because she was working in promotions. <laughs> And she's like, I actually work here. And so that was one. And then I remember that, and I don't even know if I should tell the story, but it was just funny. I remember he was broadcasting from Lake Havasu and Blair was on in afternoons and I was his producer. 
And, you know, it's afternoon drive in Los Angeles, so you can't really go on and on and have a talk show. But Rick just started talking and going with his break. But he kept going and going. And I mean, we were getting to like four minutes and five minutes and we were we were thinking, oh, my gosh, we got to go. So we just picked a spot and pulled it down and cut off his feed. And he still kept talking for like three or four minutes. Oh, my God. But we we were long gone into commercials because we we didn't know how to tell him, hey, <laughs> yeah, it's Rick D. <laughs> we, we have to go. You've got to stop talking. So, you know, God bless him. And he would always tell us, like, I love that bumper sticker thing that you do but we we never did a bumper sticker thing so we did we didn't know what it was that he loved but i bet it was really fun to watch him you know when he was doing his thing so oh, I, I absolutely because think... this was in his heyday i mean yeah. he was you know at the top and i remember probably one of the scariest things i mean i was still fairly new and it was christmas day and we still used reel to reel. And they asked if I would come in and run his Christmas special off the reel to reel. And I said, sure. And then I was gonna go meet my family at some hotel for Christmas lunch or whatever. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching everything. And all of a sudden the reel to reel just started eating itself. Oh my God. And yeah, and I mean, it's live on the air and I'm just like, Ooh, oh my gosh. So I'm trying to figure out how to re-spool it and get it all set back up and nobody ever said anything so <laughs> i guess they were not paying attention to me on christmas day but yeah i'm just thinking oh my gosh i'm gonna get fired i just ruined christmas and it was very crazy i think we're all gonna have those real to real nightmares tonight right i have a funny story about that with um blair he and i we would get into these competitions of like who could splice it all up the fastest and so when we went to After Midnight, we still had Reel to Reel, but then they brought in the, is it Box Pro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe, yes. And neither one of us wanted to touch it. We would be like, no, you can edit it. And I'd be like, well, no, you can edit it because we, we just thought, no, I, I'd rather edit on Reel to Reel. So for a long time, we both kept trying to get somebody else to like edit the digital because, you know, we, we had no idea, like, how much it was going to simplify our life and make it easier. Yeah. But we we just wanted to stick with reel to reel because we didn't know what this whole crazy Box Pro editing digital sound waves was all about. Right. Yeah. So I know, you know, you mentioned a little bit earlier before we started uh, the program tonight that you're experiencing a little bit of burnout, which is very common yes. in our business. How do you what do you do? What do you do when you go through that phase? How do you get back, you know? thinking right, feeling right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And I think anybody who has had their routine completely turned upside down because of COVID, that's really where the struggle is at. Um, we stopped working in the office at Big Machine in March of 2020. And essentially, we had talked about coming back in August or September. So right about now, but then obviously, um, Nashville and Tennessee are not doing well with COVID. Um, if we were an independent country, I think they said that we would be the second largest per capita of people with COVID and only 44% of the city is vaccinated. So Scott, I will say I, I have a lot of respect and appreciation. Scott Borchetta is very in tune with everything that's going on. 
he's very sensitive to the fact that, you know, people don't want to get sick. And so he rather, because I think some companies, they set their plans. They were like, okay, we're going to come back in September. And then they didn't adjust for what was happening in the world. And Scott, he just takes it day by day. And he's like, well, here's where we're at for now. So essentially, I think by the time this is all over, I will have been home for almost two years. And he's... Yeah, when you're in a, you know, when you're in a people business and a creative business where you're going to parties and you're going to interviews and you're out and about and seeing concerts and doing all these things, having none of that, it can be very disorienting. And you just kind of don't know, you know, how do I get back to feeling like myself? How do I and, you know, now a lot of my friends who do what I do as far as the syndicated radio stuff we're all we call it COVID cancel because you get invited and you think okay maybe i can handle it maybe i'll feel safe but then you know we'll hear some outlandish numbers about all these people that have you know been infected and how it's still not safe and so then even though you want to go and you desperately want to be at the show i mean i had tickets to see luke bryan and then i found out his show was sold out inside an arena and I just thought, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I just, I can't do it. Garth Brooks, I mean, he got rained out, but I. I feel you down. on that though. And I think a lot of people are going through that right now. There's a lot mm -hmm. of anxiety with mm -hmm. the second round and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, very much the same thing, Becca. I have not gone to a big venue yet. Yeah. Um, because, you know, so you nasty. come, you hear from the, those folks who came back from concerts and like, oh, yeah, my friend just got diagnosed with COVID. And yeah, I mean, you're right. We're in a people business. So it's become, you know, it's probably stirred up our anxiety a little bit, maybe some depression and working completely is is not easy. Um, so I feel you there. Well, it, you know what? It, I mean, if I'm just being honest, it, it has taken a toll on my ambition. It has taken a toll on my drive and my focus because you're just kind of toiling at home and not doing and i realize that we are not our jobs but when your job is also your passion i love music i love going to concerts i love interviewing people and you know you know this there is a connection you can make with an artist in person that you can't make over zoom that you can't make over the phone and so you're kind of just doing your best, but mm -hmm. it's, it's your life. It's, it's all, you know, it's not fulfilling. And, you know, but also like my hobbies are, I love to travel. That's not happening. I'm not going to concerts. So it just, you know, it gets tricky and you just have to find ways. Thank the Lord. I have a roommate. Cause I know there are a lot of people here in Nashville who are single and living alone and they have really been struggling because if they have been isolating or whatever, they haven't had an outlet at all to see people and talk to people. And so it's just, you just try every day to make sure that you don't let it get the best of you and, and that you don't give in completely to just throwing your hands up in the air and thinking this sucks because it'll get better. It will. Yeah. And it, but it's, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard. Well, before yeah. I let you go, your story is absolutely fascinating. You should be very <laughs> proud of Thank everything you. you've accomplished. Um, you know, I adore you. I need to know who is on your Mount Rushmore of mentors. I love Leslie Fram. 
I think she is fantastic at CMT. I, I definitely Blair. He um, taught me so much. I will say that everything I learned about doing interviews, I learned from Blair and I couldn't have learned from a better person. Um, and it's interesting. I had a chance to spend some time with the legendary Bruce Fidal. Anybody who's yeah. from LA or has been in radio a long, long time will know. And he, you know, I remember he would just teach me little things because he, when Blair first left to go start working on after midnight, he moved into afternoons and I would work with him and like, he would tell me things like, you have to think about being on the radio as a road trip. You don't want to be in the car with somebody who is just nonstop joke, 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 joke. You also don't want to be in the car with a Debbie Downer. So you need to find a balance and you need to be enjoyable and not too much of one thing. And I never forgot that. I, I thought that is a, a great, you know, piece of advice that you, you just want to, have a balance and be a human and, and not be obnoxiously trying to be funny all the time or trying to be clever. And so I, I definitely learned a lot from him. And I mean, I, I owe a tremendous amount to Jeff Wyatt as well, because he taught me a lot and he believed in me and has been just an incredible person. And I don't, I'm not trying to suck up to him because I do know that he is on this call, but I have to say somebody that I, I sort of feel like he has set the bar in terms of forging your own path, creating jobs that don't exist and just finding a way to make a living doing your passion, even as everything is changing. John Anthony, um, I, I just, I love the way his mind works. I love how he's managed to turn enjoying the good life with Kenny Chesney into a job. <laughs> and, um, he's always sort of been on the forefront of, just the way that the business is splintering and, and the different directions and the different opportunities. So I, I do uh, respect and admire John a whole, whole lot. And I don't think I've ever actually told him that. So there you well, go. John. There you go, John. That's awesome. <laughs> Becca, thank nice. you for spending time with us this afternoon. We're going to, um, we're going to throw it to um, Lloyd. And then at the end, some folks might have some questions for you. So hang tight. Sure. And again, congratulations on all your success. I think you're one of the most amazing women uh, in this field today. So you too. Oh, we're just you. not going to let that. We're not going to let these compliments stop here. I want to say thank you, Heather, for that. And thank you, Becca. You can catch okay. Heather's show on the K Frog stream and a variety of others in the West, too. You know, she's busy, busy, busy all the time. I do want to take just a second to say this to Becca directly. I also love 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 your contribution to the bud and broadway show you are bright you are prepared you have a lot of great things going on so i'm just oh, going to say that to you, you. <laughs> maybe maybe that could help you just a little bit over your doldrums here if you will it. now you know it. becca talked about using content two or three places this is really interesting we had a market manager on earlier this year on the radio rally by the way you can find this in our archives at 
the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. You can subscribe to that anytime, by the way. They said that in their cluster of radio stations, they never do anything unless the content can be used at least three times. And by the way, they turned that into ratings and revenue. So that's worth looking up, right? Okay, so the Radio Rally is our weekly Monday opportunity to visit radio with our group, the Encouragers. Make your mark right now. If you haven't joined the Encouragers, please do so. And of course, uh, we do have at least two events every single week designed to help you grow your radio and audio career. This coming Friday, we have a special event. We're really kind of excited about this, October 1st. And this is for program directors, music directors, anybody who's involved directly or indirectly with music. Text them after this is over and say, hey, you don't want to miss this. Uh, If you're serious about programming, about developing audience for your radio station or developing audience anywhere with music, or you want to be the best darn music director in your market, this is a must-attend live event. Make time for this one-time learning opportunity. And I know about this because we've done a dress rehearsal, and it is mind-blowing. We're going to share absolute details of how to do it. What are we talking about? The Friday night live event with Guy Zapoli on Friday, October 1st. That's this Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We're saying, look, it's music, research, and rotations. We are going to talk about music, music discovery, research, and rotations, and how to do it. And you don't want to miss that if you really care about producing ratings through radio. So our next guest is half the morning show on US 99 in Chicago. He is the Austin in Melissa and Austin. Austin, we are so thrilled to get some of your time and ask you about your radio journey. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you, sir? Lloyd, I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me. And uh, uh, before we get into anything, I kind of want to ask you the first question, if that's okay. Row, row. Okay. Um, I I noticed (laughs) that in the title of this uh this i guess this room on clubhouse it, mm-hmm. i there's a bumblebee emoji next to my name I was yes. wondering, is it is there significance to that or is it just a random emoji that you get and becca got the uh she's got the i believe the stoplight emoji no actually i'm going to tell you what that is okay yeah. and this is a really good lesson we are in the broadcast business okay that is not saying hey we're in radio so we have to think radio all the time here's what i'm saying you have to get attention and attention is very much often a visual thing so on clubhouse i put that little bumblebee at the head of all of our events because it is bright it is yellow it is attention getting the by the way the thing next to becca's uh uh, emoji is actually the evidence that we are recording this event for a podcast. So I'm glad you asked that question okay. too. All right. Um, and, and that's kind of the bottom line secret. I mean, look, wherever you are in your career, if you think about doing something in social media, my God, please yeah. do try to get some attention because we need it, I, I get radio it. You, for sure. You got to stand out. Is the, is the, is it a bumblebee every week or do you change up the, it's emoji? the same. No, it's the same okay. because it's bright yellow. It's so it, it's just an attempt. If you're scrolling by on yeah. clubhouse to go, Oh my God, what is that? Yeah, we're you not have a chance st- of like terrifying someone if they think it's yeah, an actual well, bee on their screen, you know, like, right. We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to sting you. It's not going to be, <laughs> it's not a danger thing. So I do want to start with this with you. Yeah. Can we start with the hot dog bet? Can you share what happened? <laughs> and 
And what was the bet and how was that for you? Because I got to see a little bit of that while you're at it. How was it to wear a mask and a full-size hot dog outfit? (laughs) So that's a lot right there. Go, go, go. Tell us. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's bad enough that, you know, like we, you know, we still, there's still a mask mandate here in Chicago and, uh, you know, we have, we have to wear the mask everywhere, which I'm, you know, completely on board with, but you know, you know, a lot of times I don't think there's anyone in this world that loves wearing masks i don't think anyone likes it to be honest with you uh but th- that on top of wearing a hot dog costume <laughs> it just it makes for it makes for an awkward monday which is exactly what it was so i we made a bet uh at our radio station our afternoon guy scotty k on uh most fun afternoons with scotty k on us 99 he he's a big socks fan and in chicago i i you know i just moved here uh, earlier this year, but I've, you know, I've always enjoyed the Cubs and I've always uh, pulled for them. So I've kind of taken on that role of, you know, being this, the the Cubs guy, not just on our show, Melissa and Austin, mm. but at the station. And Scotty is a Sox guy. Well, for the Crosstown Classic, we, we made a bet. Now, it probably would have been smarter to make this bet prior to the trade deadline when the Cubs traded away their entire roster, Uh, but I did not. And here, and needless to say, the Sox, who are absolutely dominant this year, they already won the AL Central, their division. So they're, they're amazing. They, of course, swept the Cubs, and I was left to wear a hot dog costume to work and all day on, uh, that that day throughout the walking the streets of chicago it was it was bad and um and i i think i learned my lesson to ever bet on the cubs uh, after they trade away their entire team now wait a minute maybe your timing was just a little bit off so let's go back before the bet a long Mm -hmm. time ago you're still probably liking sports but this is probably the pre-betting you state okay so we want to know how did you end up in this lane radio what happened to you Oh, <laughs> good question. Uh, I So if we want to go all the way back, we could take it all the way back to my senior year of high school. I um, for, uh, you know, you have career shadow day as in high school. And I just so randomly happened to have a connection to uh, the big sports talk radio guy in Nashville. I grew up in Nashville um, in Nashville. Uh, his name is George Plaster. He was at the sports station in town. I randomly had a connection to him and just, you know, I wanted to do something fun for career shadow day. If I'm, you know, if I don't have to spend the day at school, I wanted to spend it doing something fun. And I had this connection. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll go do this whole radio thing. Try it on for size. And I went and no joke that afternoon, it was probably a three or four hour afternoon show fell in love with radio. I was like, I can't believe this is a job. This is incredible. So, and I went to, I went to the university of Missouri for, to study broadcast journalism and, uh, and kind of pursued that, but always had this love for radio, uh, just in the back of my mind and I every summer I would go and intern at radio stations in Nashville and I just I just kind of fell in love with the with the medium and Mm. pursued it and uh and took the route of 
sports talk radio. And then, you know, here it is, has led me into country radio naturally. That's right. So, so listen, <laughs> you did kind of take the producer's path to the morning show chair. Yeah. I think that is pretty unusual. How did that work out? I mean, you're on US 99 in Chicago. Did you see that coming? <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. I don't think anyone did. Um, it is. Yeah. So I, 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 I was a producer for many years uh, in sports talk radio. And so if you at one point told me, hey, one day you're going to be hosting a country music uh, morning show in Chicago, I would have been like, OK, yeah, thanks. Uh, you're like, some, you're nuts, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's some oceanfront property in Kansas, too. Like, uh, it's not it's just not a thing. Um, but yeah, so I and I, I I'd always even when I was in sports talk radio, I'd always wanted to be on the opposite side of uh the glass i always wanted to host and, and i got the opportunity a few you know spots here and there um coming up and but it, it i while i was a producer and and honestly i kind of i'm 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 very grateful that i had that background because i feel like it's it's given me a perspective of radio that not a lot of on-air hosts have That's and right. um and i i feel like when it comes to certain things, like I understand what is needed, you know, for, you know, different elements of the show and everything like that. And I, I just, I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to pursue, uh, I'm going to, per, like, I, I'm just going to keep working and keep writing down notes of if I ever do get on the other side of the glass, what I want in a show and everything. And, and, and did somebody come to you and say, you know, we've been thinking at US 99 and here's what we've been thinking. We need somebody who's really into sports. <laughs> I mean, is how did that happen? Well, if I if it, the nice thing is, if I'm going to be on a country music morning show in any market chicago's a good one to have with my sports background because uh like sports are so ingrained in just the everyday lifestyle of chicagoans so that definitely helps but yeah i it was one of those things i i so i i actually previously worked um uh, uh, where, you know, uh, where Bud and Broadway used to in, in St. Louis, Hubbard mm-hmm. in, um, in St. Louis, I worked for the sports station there. I was let go just prior to the, uh, uh, to the pandemic and kind of took the next year off. And, you know, I, I, I was, was not really thinking in terms of radio. I was like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to move on from radio. And then I get a call from US 99 and they're like, Hey, we've got this morning show. You know, we're looking at people, your name came across our desk and, uh, you know, would you be interested? And I was, you know, I'm like, always like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm always interested. And, you know, I have growing up in Nashville, I have really random ties to country music. Um, so you didn't do what Becca did. You didn't go, nah, I'm not that interested. It's US 99. Oh, well, no, you didn't I mean, do like, that? the crazy thing is like, <laughs> I knew like US 99's reputation, like before right. even moving to Chicago. And so I, like, I've always like, when they came calling, I was like, oh my, like, honestly, I was part of like, part of me was like, okay, well, this is nice, but they're, they're going to find someone else. They're going to find someone mm. in the world of country music. They're going to find someone you know, that's more entertaining, I guess, more qualified for the job. And, uh, but they kept moving and kept the, the talks kept progressing. Oh, they ended up near the guy. Yeah. This big doofus. So, <laughs> all right. All right. So tell us about Melissa and doing mornings in Chicago. Cause now um, you're having that experience. 
I am. Yeah, Melissa's awesome. Honestly, I, I don't think I could have uh, picked out a better co-host for what I do. She is she's so great. She knows radio like the back of her hand. She's so good. She's such a professional. You know, she's been doing it for 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 decades now, and um, she's so much fun. She she understands me, which is not easy to like. So she gets me, and we have fun together. And it's for the like. There's been many radio jobs where I've i've worked where it has felt like a job where it's like you know you get up out of bed in the morning and it's uh you know another day at the at the studio this doesn't feel like a job this like this legitimately like we have fun in the mornings and i look forward to going into work every day and i honestly can say like this is probably the most fun i've had in radio which is crazy to think that you know here i was a sports guy in sports radio thinking i was going to make it in sports radio and I'm having the most fun I've ever had in radio and country music radio. And it's it's honestly a blast. And Melissa is a big part of that. I love that you just get a call and boom, here you are. So <laughs> so listen, I, I have a number of questions here. I don't know how we're going to get them all in, but we're going to try. With the, yeah. I guess this is the speed dating version. So <laughs> yeah, right, let, right, right. let's try this because this next, this next question is a doozy now. Okay. So you're really going to have to roll them all into one thing and give us the give us the baby. You have some very unique experiences. The Black Crows, Steve Gorman, mm -hmm. Jim Rome. There yeah. are so many others. I can't even get to those. Yeah. What did you learn from these different experiences? Is there some common thread about them? It's it's I mean, f first and foremost, those two names, Steve Gorman and, you know, Steve Gorman, who is the drummer of the Black Crows, the iconic yes. rock band of the 90s um, and, and Jim Rome, who is uh, undoubtedly the 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 face of sports talk radio he is you know if there's if there's a mount rushmore of sports talk radio he is the george washington he is the 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 godfather of the entire medium in my opinion he is he format he he changed the way sports talk radio is today um a lot of what you hear in sports talk radio today is because of what has stemmed from jim rome's radio program and i had a chance to work with him for a few years same thing with steve gorman it is a, i would say first and foremost from those guys what i've learned is just work ethic those guys work extremely hard and you you might think that someone like of jim rome's stature stature uh has you know he's kind of coasting it in phoning it in. no that guy works just as hard as everyone who works for him and it's it, that was really cool for me to see knowing that even though he's at the top of the game he's continuing to grind extremely hard and i think that's one thing i took from him steve gorman one of the nicest guys uh, i i've ever met in fact i consider him a mentor even to this day he we have seen uh tremendous highs and tremendous lows together and we have you know confided in each other and he's been he's been great we, we saw a we saw a weekly sports talk radio show go to uh nightly uh late nights to uh afternoon uh show and then what eventually became a nationally syndicated show on fox sports radio so kind of birthed that show from nothing and watched it grow and that was oh that was quite a ride with him and it, it was awesome and he's just a just an incredibly nice guy incredibly talented witty funny and oh yeah and he's one heck of a drummer arguably one of the greatest drummers really uh, interesting the situations that you get yourself into i'm going to call you an experimental person in other words are you just willing to try it whatever it is is this you 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, anything. Like, oh it, you know, if, if Oprah Winfrey called me tomorrow and said, hey, I've got a new idea for something and I, I want you to be a part of it, I'd be like, okay, if sure. Sports weddings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sports yeah. weddings, romance, right? You're in. Yeah. Of course, I literally oh, anything so like I, I'm I'm always open to it. That's one of the reasons why when US 99 called, I didn't say, oh, well, I've never worked in music radio or I've never worked in mm. uh, country music radio. I, I don't know. Like, no, I'm, right. I'm always down yeah. to listen. I, so see, excited see how these things go together. I love that you specifically have a social media background in your career. And judging from some, for some of what I see in your social, it has paid off handsomely for you. How has your social media experience played out for you to create more of a tribe? Yeah, for sure. Um, one, of, one of my first jobs outside of, um, outside of college was... Uh, was uh, I worked as a social media coordinator for a, uh, an ad agency in Nashville. And um, and that was back when I was working like three jobs, interning for free at a radio station. It was it was wild, but it, it gave me some tremendous experience. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, I was going through college when social media kind of became a thing. So I was kind of on the ground floor of all of these social media apps. And as new ones would come around, I would kind of be an early adopter to them. And I just feel like it's a it's a good way to kind of market yourself and or what you're doing. And no I have I have. I've done my best to kind of be unique and allow like my unique voice to convey on social media. And it's, I, I may not have like, you know, a million followers. In fact, I don't have many followers compared to a lot of people, but what I do have is a very engaging following, which I feel mm. like is more important than anything. You know, you'll, you'll see, important. you'll see a ton of uh, people on all social media that has, you know, maybe they have 50,000 followers. Well, how many of those people are interacting with those, with them on a, a daily basis? How many are engaging in all their posts? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So it's like, so I, I feel, uh, you know, it, the, the, the quality over quantity, and I'm very fortunate to have built uh, just through my unique voice, I guess, on social media that, uh, I don't know if that's that sounds ridiculous to say. Uh, no, but, I think you're saying I am myself and it's kind of it's cool to be yourself in social, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, right. that's the thing. I don't play a part on social media that's different than the part I play on the radio every morning. Oh, you're just playing with me now. I want to know <laughs> about this. You were a Missouri Tiger. Am I misunderstanding this on, on the University of Missouri football team? You're not just a, a sports radio guy. Uh, what has sports taught you that you can apply to radio itself? Yeah, I was a, uh, I was a walk-on on the Missouri football team, uh, my freshman and sophomore years. And then, my, um, you know, I kind of had to give it up because I, I, the, the journalism program at Missouri is one of the best in the country. And I had to kind of, you know, choose school or football and I went there for school. So I chose uh, school, but yeah, it, football has taught me a lot. I mean, going back to the work ethic, it is it has taught me that it is an everyday thing. You're either getting better or you're getting worse every single day. And um, I try to make myself better. And I, I, I think just the, the immense grind that being on, especially as a walk-on, yeah, you know, you're getting your butt kicked every single day. Uh, and then you have to just dust yourself off, get back up and do it again the next day. And that I feel like has given me an, a tremendous outlook on life of just, there are gonna be days where you get your butt kicked and you have to kind of dust yourself off and get up and 
go right back at it the next day. Okay. So can you take a moment and maybe tell us one story about a mentor you've had and how they may have changed your life or your professional life? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I would say Steve Gorman. I mean, uh, the guy I was talking about earlier, the drummer of the Black Crows. I never, you know, little Austin, while he's touring the world, you know, he's 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 watching the Super Bowl uh, after a show in the Prince Royal Albert Theater with Jimmy Page. I, you know, I'm 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 playing around on, you know, like with my bike with training wheels, you know, like, so like, I never would have thought that I would one day be paired with this, with this person, Steve Gorman, uh, to, to do sports talk radio, to do radio with them. I never would have guessed that in a million years. And sure enough, just randomly, we were paired together. We hit it off. We, we both had the same concept and the same ideas when it came to radio and making a fun and entertaining radio program. And we did that, a show that went from local to national sports talk radio. Oh, and, yeah. And I, I think just uh, everything that he has done, he like he has helped me immensely. And he still, to this day, tries to help me when he can because he obviously has a platform. He has a following because he's the drummer of the Black Crows. Yeah, right. And many other bands. And he's got some bands that he's working on now that are going to, you know, are still, I think, going to be making waves uh, here coming up soon. But And, and has he, at any point, did he ever turn to you and go, okay, you, you want to learn to drum, come here. I'm going to show you exactly. Here are the secrets. Here are the top seven secrets that we use all the time. I don't think he would. I don't think he would have the patience to sit there and watch me with drumsticks in my hands. I see uh, see what's happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So can you tell us about corked bats? Because you show up here and there it is. There's no picture of you. Right. You're corked. But yeah, I want which, you to tell people, what is this? I, so when I signed up for Clubhouse, I did it under the moniker of uh, of this sports blog that I run. And uh, I and when I tried to sign up for my own personal uh, Clubhouse <laughs> account, I could not do it. I, I could not I could not figure it out. So, I, yeah, here I am as, as Quirk Bats, which, uh, uh, you know, apologies to you, because I feel like it's it, it takes away from <laughs> what you know, what you're trying to run. But. It uh, of course so Quirk Bats is a, a a blog that I started honestly I started it in college uh, just as a way to make my friends laugh and right. you know just me and another buddy we 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 both love sports and we both being you know clowns basically Are, and, is it still active this is still active right oh, now oh it is still very much active because Ooh. from college it 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 evolved into something that uh, I I never thought like a year in we were featured on ESPN as the site of the day for a program that they used to have called sports nation. And then it, and then right. it just, it blew up from there. We, we started getting readers from all across the country and, and I kept it up as a hobby, you know, as, as a, you know, just something to do was for fun on the side. And then, yeah. and it ended up leading me to the Jim Rome job. I mean, Jim Rome took notice of it and ended up hiring me based off of it. And it kind of went dormant there for five years. And then as I uh, mentioned earlier, when I got let go from uh, 101 ESPN in, in St. Louis, I, I thought, you know what? I'm sitting on this pile of followers. I, I'm going to revive this thing and try and, you know, kind of bet on myself and make it into this full-fledged thing. And so now here it is. It's kind of like a uh, a small business. I'm trying to you know, recruit people to, to work on it. And, uh, you know, we've got a number of podcasts, blogs, videos, and listen, I'm going to share this with you. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who 
uh, I, I don't know, his passion was uh, sp- uh, poker, Right? right? So he starts writing this blog and it ends up getting him a job as yeah. the worldwide reporter for live poker. So he travels all over the world. He does it from some little village town, but yeah. he's always gone on the road and he always uh, is riding the private jet with some of these guys. Weird. Well, it's, so things it's, can happen. Yeah, it's been wild to like just over the years doing this, especially over the last because we kind of relaunched it January of 2020. And, okay. Um, That's a good time. Well, yeah, perfect time. Right when all the sports were canceled. <laughs> right. Well, okay, um, there is that. Yeah. Right. So, but so we revive it, and and we're getting back, and and it's been wild, even just over the last two years, uh, not even right. a year and a half of just the number of people that like of notoriety that have reached out to me and been like, Hey, I love cork bats. I love what you're doing with the site. And it's like, Mm. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, like, uh, like, like you read, you read cork bats. Like, are you kidding me? Like, so just the reach that it has and the, the ridiculousness of sports con. And that's the thing, like sports are supposed to be fun. Sports are supposed to not be taken too seriously. And so that's what, that's what we basically do with the blog. All right, so here's our big question for you. It's my final question for you before we turn it over to, and see if people have some questions. What is your best advice uh, that you can give for future morning show talents? Let's say somebody wants to be at US 99, do yeah. mornings, okay? What's your best advice for them? My, my best advice, at least this from my own personal experience, I have always been an, a firm believer of, of <laughs> and, and I know it's what drives radio and a lot of decisions that are made in radio but when it comes to ratings don't worry about them don't think about them because that can that can be detrimental to it can get into your head right it, it really can and i have never once focused on radio on ratings at all at any point i've had bonuses tied into ratings i've had different things when it when it came to sports talk radio and even now here uh in country radio like i'm not i all honestly right. i don't care about ratings the most important thing for me is if you're having fun on the radio or if you're enjoying yourself, if you're if you're having yeah. real, real moments on the radio, people will flock to that. And the ratings right. will come. You just have to you just have to be patient, I guess. Okay. So because you do mornings on US ninety nine, because you have the sports background, because we know things about the nutty people in sports, and because you say sports is not to be taken so so seriously. Yeah. I'm listening to you talk about this advice for a morning show person. I got to ask, dude, when you have good ratings, do you do you get to moments where you go, okay, I can't change my underwear, I can't, um, I, I have to do the same routine every morning, or I'm I'm not going to have good ratings. Do you do anything like that? You know how sports figures will do that. They're like, oh, oh like yeah, I, uh, I like the change. superstitions. Absolutely. I can't change anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like don't jump on the, don't step on the foul line. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, well, you know what, when it comes to sports, I am, I am definitely one of them superstitious people. Like if, if, if my team mm-hmm. wins when I'm wearing a certain shirt, I will wear that shirt until they, Oh lose. my God. That's I, I, I have to, you know, like it, the entire team is, 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 it's riding on me and the success right. of my They're team depending is on you, right? Exactly. And I don't want to let, I don't want to let my favorite team down by so changing my shirt. Wait, wait, isn't it? Melissa depends on you. So if you guys have a really good PPM, 
uh, yeah. moment. Don't you go, well, all right, I got, I got to wear this. I got to keep wearing this shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look, if we, if, if it gets to the point, like, you know, if, if, if we ever get fortunate enough to it, like we hit number one in Chicago, yeah. I will definitely, I will wear the same shirt every single day if that's what it takes. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Austin, thank you for joining us on the encouragers. I do hope you'll stick around for a few minutes in case some people in our audience have a few questions for you. Definitely, Lloyd, I and, appreciate you having me, man. Oh, man, we appreciate you being on. You know, every single week we visit with radio pros from different parts of the country. You do it for a single reason. We do it because we're here to encourage you, to encourage anyone making a living in the radio business today. This is also where you can come and hear from people that you might ordinarily not hear in an intimate setting. Talk about radio right now, not in the past, right now. And you can meet them on our clubhouse events. Follow the people on the stage. Look around the room for folks you might want to connect with and network with because there's always some cool people in here. Our purpose is to encourage and networking is a big part of encouraging your radio career. Believe me when I say this. Don't forget next week, next Monday, October the 4th. October? How did October happen to us? October 4th, Broadway Bill Lee. Man, if you don't know who this guy is, WCBS-FM in New York City is going to be with us. And uh, we also uh, have another person, and it slipped my mind at the moment. I can't even believe I've done that. Brooks O'Brien. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And looking forward to Brooks, too, because, because Brooks has a couple of different roles in different markets with different radio stations. That's going to be so exciting. And so don't forget... Clubhouse, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We are going to open up the room in case there are questions that you have for our guest right now. All you have to do is press the little button with a hand down at the bottom of the screen. Uh, by the way, you can check in anytime to get the latest update as we continue to add guests to our live events on Clubhouse. We publish our fully updated schedule at BrainMakerPathway.com. That's also where you can get fresh and free resources to encourage you or anyone in the radio business. We don't walk away anything on our site from you because we're here to encourage your career. That's what we're doing. Uh, we care about the people in the radio business. Look for our free blog section. Get the hookup at BrainMakerPathway.com. Also, don't forget Wednesdays. Our Clubhouse Live event is Innovation and Audio with Skip Dillard from WBLS and Hot 97 in New York City. As usual, we'll have two guests, just like normal, on Innovation in Audio. Of course, one will be from radio itself. The other is usually someone who handles and works consistently with innovation itself on a daily basis. And they may or may not be tied to radio or even audio itself. It's our way to give you a different creative perspective about change, creativity itself, and, of course, innovation. Wednesday, yes, two days from right now, our live innovation and audio event will feature a gentleman named Mike Gadsby, who is co-founder and chief innovation officer of O3 World, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Canadian TV voice talent, Mike Gorell, and you definitely want to hear what they have to say. Let's talk questions right now. If you have them for Austin or Becca or for anyone on our panel, I'll start with this one uh, actually for Becca. You know, I want to know with all these jobs that you have, Becca, please don't hold mm -hmm. back. How are you cheating <laughs> and getting sleep? How, how do you get sleep? Um, you know... <laughs> It's usually not that bad. Um, 
during this time, my schedule's all wacky and I've been, you know, keeping odd hours. But in normal times, I mean, I just, I think it all has to do with the fact that everything is just related. And so as much as it sounds like a whole lot of work, it it's really just taking the work I've done and figuring out ways to repurpose it, figuring out ways to make mm. it work for everything else I'm doing. So maybe right. just efficiency. That's, I well, guess. I do love that. <laughs> All right, Austin, for you, uh, do US 99 Chicago listeners know about corked bats? Do they do they know that? Um, I don't bring it up on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I ever have. Uh, but uh, if they follow me on social media, then <laughs> they run into it, it, right? Yeah, they, they it'd be hard to miss it. All right. So listen, we do try to keep things to about an hour on this live broadcast. One of the great things about our live events is that you can listen. No one is required to ask questions. And uh, we want you to feel like this is a safe place for you. So you're always welcomed here and you're always welcome to ask questions or not. Thank you for joining us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, email me at simple, F-O-R-D, at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope you have a great week. We like to say this on Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. A big thank you to Heather Froglier for always being a great co-host for this live event. Our special thanks to Becca and Austin for being patient and giving guests. Our very special thank you to Joe Kelly uh, for producing our podcast. And of course, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which should be available in the next 24 hours or sooner. He probably usually gets it done in about an hour or less. And of course, Just Joe Productions for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share our podcast, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally and the Encouragers Innovation and Audio. And of course, Subscribe to them yourselves. Uh, You can share those with other people you know who are interested in growing their careers in audio. Both podcasts are available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally and the Encouragers. And good night. Thanks, all.